Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Pakistan Cricket Podcast. Sorry, guys. I know it's been a very, very long time since I did uh, my last episode, but we got international cricket back uh, in Pakistan. I uh, Before I get into anything, shout out to Australia for actually coming through and sticking to it. You're better than New Zealand now in my eyes. Although New Zealand are coming later this year. Hopefully, keep it. Hopefully, they still continue to come through. So, that's one of the main takeaways I have from this is that Australia came through. The test match went without a hitch. There was no security threats or anything like that. So, it's a good sign for cricket returning to Pakistan. And I'm totally excited about that. Um, I'm sorry it's been so long since my last episode. Uh, I've just been busy with life and, you know. Uh, for those of you who don't know, like I, I deal with depression and like that stuff is that shit is hard. It it makes you want to do nothing, and then you feel bad about doing nothing, and then so it's this vicious cycle. And so I was, I was struggling to get out of it, but international cricket has brought me back out of it, and I'm here with you guys. Hopefully, some of you are still listening. I don't know if I lost all my listeners. Not that I had that many to begin with, but yeah, Australia is in Pakistan, and the first test concluded about a couple of days ago and boy was it a boring one um the pitch was uh was not the best uh runs were scored heavily by both teams but i got to say like pakistan did better than australia first of all australia got all out pakistan only lost 4 wickets between the two innings australia lost 10 in one innings um even though australia managed to get close to our score we still like managed to Get them out, and I, I felt like our bowlers bowled well without much luck, especially at the beginning. Um, and uh, if we had if we had caught in a few catches that we missed, who knows where this test would have been? Like if if Fawad Alam didn't drop, didn't I forgot who he dropped? But if he didn't drop that catch in the in the first when we were bowling, uh, the first session of us bowling, who knows? what could have happened in this test match. But either way, this was a good match to get our batsmen into form, especially because we had a lot of unknowns coming into this game. The first unknown being our openers because Abdul Ali was out. And uh, we brought Imam al-Huk in. And most people I thought thought Shah Masood was going to come in. I personally thought Shah Masood was coming in. And I was kind of disappointed because I don't know why, but I don't like the way Imam al-Huk plays. But... He shut me right the hell up. He got centuries in both innings and was not out in the second innings. And uh, and looks like he's going to be here to stay, at least for the rest of this series and next couple of series. Uh, I don't know how much to take into stock, though, from this test match because the wicket was so flat. Um, everyone made some runs. Yeah, Abdullah Shafiq also battled well. He... Had a rash stroke in the first innings, but the way he batted in the second innings is great. Um, he got a century. And then lastly, obviously, Azhar Ali scoring 185 in the first innings. Really well done. Um, he's Azhar Ali is such, a, such an enigma. I feel like most Pakistani cricket fans don't like him or like want him dropped. My dad always says he should be dropped, but then he always performs every now and then you know i i think he's like one of the highest run getters in the past 10 years and his average is over 40 close to 50 um he is i think one of the most underrated batsmen in world cricket and pakistan 
our, we ourselves underrate him so much. We, I, I don't even like fully like him. You know, he's like, because Yunus Khan was that type of batsman where he used to like grit his way and kind of bat ugly sometimes. But I feel like Azrali is even like an is Yunus, is that version of Yunus Khan like that aspect of Yunus Khan's batting on steroids? Like he he is so unassuming and so like under the radar. And not not like great to watch. Very limited in his in his shots and the type of shots he has and the type of shot he can play. But he has he has what he has that no one has. I think is the mental aspect that a lot of people don't have is the mental aspect. He has patience, and that's a skill that I think is severely undervalued, especially in Test cricket now, because people wanted to go. Everyone is complaining about how Pakistan scored a bit slowly, but. The, but man, like when we're down, you want a guy with patience who won't just who won't throw his wicket away. You got this guy Alzarelli, man. He makes he makes huge centuries. He has a triple hundred in West Indies, and he's made runs all over the world. So like, it should come as no surprise that he scored heavily in this in this Test match. But it still came as a surprise because I don't expect much from him. Maybe I should change my tune. Ah, he's a great batsman, and I, I guess I should feel the same about Imam Huck. I think. Test is the format for Imam Al-Huk. And I, w- I would want to see, because the PSL also recently concluded, I watched some of that, and uh, a lot of people are really impressed me, but Sean Masood really impressed me and his his rate of scoring. And for me, he is he should be our our one-day opener, him and uh, him and Fakhar Zaman. They would make a great opening pair together, and they both... Fakhar Zaman is a bit more reckless with his hitting, but Shah Masood can also hit it and keep the pace up. And I think they were, but he can also like bat for a long period of time. So to me, I like Shah Masood as a, our white ball opener now, especially one day cricket, because obviously in T20, we have Rizwan and Barber. I, I wouldn't mind that because he is so, he, he, he is faster. He hits more and he has a faster run rate, a strike rate than uh, Imam. So I, I would love to see that. But Imam Al-Huk has been doing well. He did great in this test match. And it looks like he's our test opener for the future. I don't know what's going to happen when Abid Ali comes back. To me, like as unfortunate as it is, uh, hopefully Abid Ali is good now. But to me, I don't see a place in the side for him anymore because he's older. And we got these two young guys who just performed right now. We got to stick with them. And I really like Abdullah Shafiq. I like his technique. I like the way he bats. He still has... Some issues with his temperament as shown by his like the way he got out in the first innings, but I really do like him and he was able to get a century in the second innings and remain not out. So maybe Pakistan has an opening partnership now that they can stick with. I don't know. I've been fooled before by Pakistan. And that's the thing and by Pakistani batsmen. And so I'm not willing I'm still hesitant to be like this is it. They are the two. Especially because the wicket was also so so flat. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's the main thing in terms of everything. Obviously, Imam Haq was also player of the game for getting both centuries. This was his debut, so this was a great debut. I remember Yasser Hamid had such a good debut too, but then he fizzled out quickly. So that's that's what's that's my trauma that I'm keeping. That's that's stopping me from like fully buying into this Imam Haq innings, but. 
he's been proving it, so I got to give him a shot. He's even been proving it in one days. But I think to optimize our one-day team, we need to have Sean Masood. But anyway, going back to this test match, I one problem I did have was with the balance of our team. I think, and I have said this before in my other podcasts, I think we need to bring Shadab into our test teams, especially at home where we want to play two spinners. Why don't we go with a spinning all-rounder as our second spinner? You know, that way we don't have to play Fahim Ashraf on wickets that won't do that, and we have better steam seamers in there. Because Fahim Ashraf, as good as he was for us in the past year, especially with his batting, I don't think he's like a real wicket-taking option. I don't trust that he's going to get wickets. His wickets more feel like batsman mistakes rather than him getting them out. So for me, I would we need an all-rounder in our team, and I would make it Shadab, and then I would play only one spinner, one one like mainline spinner, you know, because Shadab is good enough to become a mainline spinner, especially with the way he bowled in the PSL and the way he batted in the PSL. He could become our number six or seven for the future. Just like Australia is putting faith with Cameron Green, we need to put faith in, in Shadab. And I think I think the management is making a huge mistake not putting him, unless it's because of his health, because he keeps on having this reoccurring groin injury. He even had it during the PSL. So unless that's the real reason why we don't have him, I think he needs to be on this team. Um, and I would put him in place of... Uh, place of Iftikhar Ahmed. Because I don't think we really need him because we got our batting is pretty strong, man. Our middle order with Azhar Ali, Babur Azam, and Fawad Alam is so strong. And then you have Mahmoud Rizwan as well. So that that is so strong that I think that, that Shadab can become our seventh. Shadab is... He has proven it. He's he's consistently sorry, sorry about that. He's consistently proven it that he can bat. He made a couple of fifties as well in England when he was when the, he was our main spinner. And I think it's time for us to bring him into the team, especially because we didn't play Yasser Shah because he's injured in this game. We played two off spinners, and I, well, wouldn't it be better with one off spinner and one leg spinner? And so yeah, that's where I would put Shadab, and then you have. And then you can, instead of Sajid Khan, because Roman Ali killed it, and you can't really take him out. He's also a better batter. So instead of Sajid Khan, you can bring in Mohamed Wasim Jr. Or if Harris Rauf is healthy, Harris Rauf. You know? And that makes our seam bowling options so much stronger, because I felt like our seam bowlers, especially with the new ball, were killing it. But then they're only capable of bowling five overs each. Otherwise, it's putting too much strain on them. And so we didn't have another seam option to go to after that. And so we had to stop our sea bowling pretty quickly and go straight into a spinner. And I felt like we were missing one seamer. And I think the only way to fit that in with like a better balance is to put Shadab into the team and have him as our second spinner, especially in subcontinental spaces and spinning wickets. You know, actually you could even have him on seaming wickets because then you're not expecting as much from your spinner and he can be your spinner and give you that extra batting because he's good enough to actually like get you wickets as a spinner. And then, and then you can roll with like three or four seamers, you know, on a seaming wicket. It's, 
I just don't understand it unless it's because of injury. That's the only way I understand it because they don't want to injure him. He's also someone that we're grooming because he's like vice captain of our T20 teams and stuff. So it's like it doesn't make sense why he's not here. He's also so young. So that's something that I hope we take into account, if not for this series, for the future. Um, our batting actually looks pretty settled. Our top, with, with these two openers doing well, our top, like, six is is very solid if these openers stay consistent. Because Azur Ali, Babur Azam, Muhammad Rizwan, and Fawad Alam, that is such a strong middle order. I think it's one of the best in the world now. And I don't know if I'm being biased because I'm a Pakistani fan, but it just seems one of the best in the world, especially with teams all around the world struggling now, you know, to get scores. I'm sure our team will struggle, but, like, one of them is bound to, like, play well. I have faith now. When you look at England's team, like, our, our batting, I feel, is so much stronger than their team right now. Especially with the, what their team is going through right now. I don't know. They're struggling. Although Bear Show has come, come around now. But, like, still, they look weak. Um, Australia obviously played well. Everyone got some runs except Travis Head. Um, I don't know how Travis Head is in the top 10 of batting. I would rather I, – I, I like Fawad Alam way more than him. Uh, our bowling honestly did well. I got a shout-out to Oman Ali for getting managing to get six wickets. And Barber actually did some decent captaincy because he, he kind of, like <laughs> – lured some of the wickets by making Noman Ali ball on the leg side and getting a couple of wickets that way. Like, that was smart of him. Obviously, I didn't actually, like, watch it because I'm here in Canada. And so the game started, like, midnight here. And I got work and stuff, so it's impossible, almost impossible to watch all the all the days. I'll maybe watch, be able to watch, like, one or two of the days completely, but usually I'm just watching the highlights. So, so from that, all I can say is, like, Noman Ali seems like he's consistent. And I would make way for for a seamer instead of Sajid Khan and bring in Shadab. I hope they bring in Shadab. I, I know they won't, but I really hope they do. Um, Barber, I think, I don't know if it's too early to say this or if I should even bring this up, but is captaincy affecting Barber Azam? his batting because I feel like it's gone down quite a bit uh, in the past since he's become captain, you know, like there's been a marginal dip, especially in, in tests and one days. And now even recently in T20s, like Rizwan's become our main batsman in T20 now. And I wonder if it's because of the captaincy because he, I think he has made improvements as a captain now. I will, like I just mentioned with the way he got Noman, the Noman Ali, because he seems more proactive, seems more confident as a captain. But I don't know if that's affected his batting now. Because I want him to be an all-time great, and right now his form recently is him lagging behind. He's not being mentioned in the same breath anymore as much, and I need him to get back there because he is one of the best batsmen in world cricket, and he needs to show it. Hopefully he'll show it in the rest of the series and we can get at least a couple couple centuries from him. Um, Shaheen Shah, amazing. His bowling has become so good. He he was the best seamer today. I mean, it, in the test match. 
the way he bowled, the line and the length and the swing and the it just seems like he's so much experience and he's so young. He's not even like he's nowhere near 25. So I hope we really like take care of him. We really don't run him into the ground and he's able his body's able to hold up because he looks like he's gonna be the best seamer in world cricket. He's gonna be the number one bowler in world cricket soon enough. By the time he's 25, he'll be the best seamer, I think. And he's gonna have a legendary career. And we're we're witnessing a legend being born. And he's doing it in a way which is more sustainable, unlike what Muhammad Armour did, where he was like so great in the beginning and then and then obviously that stuff unfortunate stuff happened and then he wasn't able to come back the same I feel like Shaheen Shah can maintain this um, even if he were to like take a break or whatever the way he gets his wickets is to do it's so skillful and it's to do with his mind and it just seems more repeatable because it's not prodigious swing like huge amounts of swing that he was relying on He's getting all these people out. And so he is one to watch for the future. And Nassim Shah was also in this game. I don't know. I don't. He's sometimes good, sometimes not. I, I, I'm more interested in trying Harris Rauf than him because they're both similar pace. But I feel like Harris Rauf bowls with this kind of intensity that I think could be good. Obviously, I think our our team does need a Hassan Ali back. He was our highest wicket kicker last year, and I recently watched his wickets against South Africa. He just takes wickets. He he might not be the most economical bowler, but the man takes wickets, and that's what you need in test cricket. And so he is always has a place in our team. And obviously he can also hit the ball well and bat. So that's always a bonus, especially with world cricket as it is these days where, like, wickets keep on going especially in the first sessions this test was an outlier usually there is a wicket at least in the first session um yeah so i don't know if nasim shah retains his place i don't know if he did well enough there was promising signs but it wasn't consistent enough and he doesn't bowl fast enough he needs to be he needs to be above 145 more he's at 140 which is which is good pace but for what he is he needs to be super good pace you know like super mad fast so like I would have Harris Roof instead. And what happened to Abbas? Why don't we play him anymore? Is it just we don't like playing him at home because the ball doesn't seem as much? Because I feel like we could use him. Like, he has so much discipline that he would just get people out because they aren't able to score. And Australia is like a team that likes to attack. And he is able to counter that with his line and length and consistency. So I don't know if we're just saving him for overseas because the ball seems more because he's good at in a wicket that seems a lot, but I would like him on our team, you know, him, Shaheen Shah, and Hassan Ali make a good quartet, or, or and since Hassan Ali is injured and he won't be in there, him, Haris Rauf, and Shaheen is, like, really good, and they all provide different things. Haris Rauf provides the pace. Uh, Shaheen Shah provides, like, an all-round thing, and then and then uh, Muhammad Abbas provides the line and length and consistency, and, like, drying up one end. I feel like they would all work so well in tandem together. So hopefully that's the lineup we go with all. But Abbas is not even in the main team. He's on the reserve. So it seems like we're more likely to go with Mohamed Asim Jr. Or stick to the two-spinner thing. But I don't think we should. We should. And Sajid Khan didn't seem that penetrating. Like he would take wickets. Even though he did take wickets in the game before. Last test match we played. But for me, I don't know if I would stick with him. For, I... I <laughs> 
I again would bring Shadab as our second thing. We don't need Iftikhar Ahmed on this team. We need Shadab. And I don't think Iftikhar Ahmed is that much better of a bastard than Shadab. Shadab could be a great fucking all-rounder. He could be the best all-rounder in world cricket in all formats. He has that potential, and we're not nurturing it enough in all of the formats. So again, I hope they're just being cautious because of his injury stuff, and that's the only reason why he's not in this, because he should be at least in the reserves. And I hope he feels that way. I hope he's like, yo, put me on the test team. I'm going to prove it to you guys. Because he has. He's he's made 50s. I wouldn't. He's definitely capable of making centuries. I don't know if Iftikhar Ahmed's the same. Or as consistently if the Ahmed could do that. Yeah. And now looking forward to the next test match. I feel like it is going to be a more spinning wicket. So we are going to stick probably with the exact same team. Uh, but maybe if Yasser Shah is healthy, he comes in. I think I heard somewhere that Yasser Shah might come in for the next match. Because the Ramizaja said, yeah, we didn't have our frontline main, main spinner in Yasser Shah. Something when you're making excuses for the wicket. Um, so I do like Yasser Shah coming in instead of Sajid Khan. So is that his name? Actually, did I just get it wrong? Did I just make that up? No, his name is Sajid Khan. Sorry, yeah. So I bring in Yasser Shah. I feel like that's the only change that's going to happen. Um, although I don't think Iftikhar. Actually, no, Fahim Ashraf is healthy because he had a COVID thing, but then... He's now not COVID, so he'll probably come in instead of Iftikhar as well. That at least gets our balance right, so we don't have to have a third seamer. He can be that third seamer. But yeah, that's how I feel. The that's I feel like the only changes we're going to bring. I don't think Australia is going to change their lineup at all. Maybe they'll bring Boland because he bowls more full and stuff, which is what works in this wicket. Um. Yeah. Overall, I think the takeaway is like Pakistan has a more a bit of a more moral victory because they were get, able to get Australia all out and they didn't give up, right? They continued batting and they batted well, whereas Australia just like were bowling their part-time spinners or the spinners, so they kind of like gave up at the end. So I think that's a little bit of a mental advantage. And so overall, I would give a Pakistan... Pakistan did a 10 out of 10. Like, I don't know what else they could do, have done. Uh, no, no, they dropped a few weak uh, catches. I would give them a 7 out of 10. Because the fielding really disappointed us and we weren't able to get them out for much less. Australia, I would give like a 5. They didn't do that well. And this, I, if it stays like this, this bowls well for Pakistan. Because it seems like our bowling is more... Obviously, it would be more. But I didn't think Australia's bowling would be this in a, ineffective, you know? They should have been able to get at least one wicket with the new ball. So it bowls well unless Australia is able to make some adjustments. But their bowlers are world-class, so we should be hopefully expecting that. Hopefully we can counter that. And, yeah, there's not much else to say except talk about the, the wicket itself and the pitch itself. And it's a disappointing one, especially when you consider how lively and wicket taking it was and how much of a challenge it was when we played South Africa just like about a year ago and I don't like what Ramiz Raja said he just kept on making excuses 
saying, oh, we didn't have this player, we didn't have that player. That, that's not the brand of cricket you want to play. You know, you don't want to be so defensive. Make it a spinning track that if you're not going to make it a, a, a seeming one, but they did nothing. They just made it a flat track. Uh, like I feel bad for our batsmen because they have to justify it, but it wasn't. I feel like Ramiz Raja had a part to play, especially because he said that he would become like he would learn pitch curating and and be really involved. And then and then after that, he's like, "Oh, the wickets take months to install, so like it won't affect this season. It'll affect the next." But against South Africa in February 2021 or something somewhere around then, I don't remember exactly when. The wicket was better. That was a year ago, so you you changed it in between then. So like I don't know what happened. It just seems like he's making excuses for this bad wicket, and it kind of was one. But again, we were still able to get them all out. Australia couldn't get anything out, so there's still some good to take away from Pakistan's end. But hopefully, the next wicket is a more fair battle between bat and ball. This one definitely. Hinted way more towards um, batting than bowling, and you really only lost your wicket because you lost patience. Which is why Azra Ali batted so well. Because the man got patience. Except at the end, obviously, when he knew we were declaring, and that's why he got out. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to the next test match. I'm expecting a way more competitive battle. And I'm home. I'm expecting Pakistan to come on top. I'm expecting a whitewash, honestly, because Australia, their batting is not that scary. It's just it's just three people: Warner, Labuschagne, and Smith. You get those three out, the rest is fair game, you know. Travis Head and Cameron Green and Alex Carey. I'm not too worried about those three. So, so it's really the top four you need to get out, and then you can really do some damage on their team and their bowling did not look that threatening on these type of wickets. This was Australia. If this was in Australia, completely different game and I would be very scared. But right now I'm feeling good and I'm thinking Pakistan can do a whitewash if they continue to play with this, if they continue to bat at this level. Because I feel like our bowling is really good and it's going to be better than that. And hopefully we win the toss because the toss is going to be important. It is really nuts how important the toss can be, on a, especially in a Pakistan, uh, on a wicket where, on any wicket really, but in here it affects it because on the last day it's going to potentially turn so much, especially in Karachi. So the best day to bat are on the first and third innings. So the first innings is essentially the best to bat on in these type of wickets, so it's huge. I, I like the idea that, I don't know who suggested I think it was Ricky Ponding, where they said, like, home team doesn't get the toss. There is no toss. It's the way team gets to decide whether they want to bat first or bat second. That's a good way to nullify the home court advantage, which is so much in this sport. This sport, more than any other sport, home court matters so much. Because it's like the pitch itself, it alters how... The game is played more so than any other sport in the history of sports. So, so yeah, having having uh, the toss being taken away might be a decent way to combat that. But 
who cares right now that's 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 a conversation for the future right now here and now i'm excited and i'm expecting good things for pakistan and that's all i have to say on that there's not much else to take away from this test match because it wasn't not much happened besides a lot of batting um and so that's it for me i will see you guys after the next test match again i feel like um uh before i leave i'll just give you my prediction for the pakistan 11 for the next test match i'll just spell it out right here Abdullah shafiq and imam al will both open then azra ali Barbara azam fawad alam and mohammed rizwan obviously that's our top six it's going to be pretty subtle that's probably our top six for the rest of the series not probably sorry that's definitely our top six for the rest of the series unless injury comes into play and then i think number seven is going to be fahim ashraf now uh if the Ahmed is going to be dropped because i feel like we need that um extra seamer for a balance and fahim ashraf has been batting well enough to be our number seven and then after that you have noman uh noman ali and yasser shah I think Sajid Khan should be dropped because we could use the variety. And Oman Ali just played better than Sajid Khan. So, yeah. And then you got uh, Shaheen Shah. And for me, it would be Harris Rauf. Because I feel like Harris Rauf consistently does pace better than Nassim Shah. And he can make things happen. His anchor, I feel like his bowling is more slinger. And he might be able to get more reverse swing as well. So, I would have him there. And, yeah. That would be my team. And I'm and I'm thinking that Pakistan will do the same, maybe except not replace Nasim Shah. They might keep herself. But I'm pretty sure Yasha Shah and and um, and Fahim Ashraf are coming in. Anyway, that's it for me. And I'll see you all next time. And hopefully, we all enjoy the cricket and are celebrating a Pakistan win. <laughs>